right, welcome in latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by my bookie and Twisted T, right? I, I can't even remember anymore, but uh, <laughs> uh, already looking ahead to 2024. Somebody asked me today, what, what in the world are we going to even cover? No SEC team in the national championship. I can't believe it. It's the last damn time I'm going to wear these Happy New Year's Day hat things. I got the glasses over here, but the glasses are pretty annoying. Tried to get Cousin Shane on the line. Cousin Shane's busy today, so it's just going to be me. I appreciate all y'all. Sandman, Sandman's in here earlier, Texas fan. I love seeing Texas. I love seeing Oklahoma fans here in the comments. Looks like we're loaded up already. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. So what we're going to do, again, look ahead to 2024 because our season, every one of us in the SEC, we're, we're barely hanging on. I don't even know if we're going to watch this Washington-Michigan game. Who in the hell cares about that? <laughs> I've already looking ahead to 2024 debut power rankings for next season. Appreciate you saying, man, and uh, you may be new to this. Hopefully not, but uh, power rankings. This is how I do it. What happened in 2023? Completely irrelevant. This is what I project as of today. Recording this January 2nd. Things will change. But how do we project next season? And the only criteria... We use for these power rankings, if Team A meet Team B on a neutral field, who would win the game? So let's get into it. We got 16. Love it. Probably 12 of the best teams in the country here. Let's just start at the bottom. Let's get this over with. Appreciate you, Kyle. Number 16. (laughs) 16 is easy. About the rest of them are all hard. I I think number one's kind of easy, too. But 16, Vanderbilt. Come on. Uh, I'd be I'd be surprised at this point in time if Vanderbilt wins a damn football game of any meaning next season in 2024. All their key contributors hit the portal. Vanderbilt, I can't imagine what it's like to be in a Vanderbilt fan. You're the we've never booted someone from the SEC, but we're getting damn close. You better you better show something next season, Vanderbilt, or your ass could be out. Uh, let's see, 15. Now here we're already getting controversial. Mississippi State. Mississippi State fans are already mad at me. How in the hell can we be 15th? Well, first time head coach. We we have no idea. Jeff Levy, good offensive mind, good play caller, good developer of the quarterback position. But we have no idea what he'll be as a head coach. His defensive coordinator, Holman, uh, Holtzman, whatever the hell his name is. I got, I got to figure out his name. <laughs> He's never called defensive plays in his life. So... A lot of newness here. The roster is is in complete upheaval. I mean, I think if we win three SEC games as a Mississippi State fan, we're happy. Win three in the conference, win your non-conference, get to a bowl game, trying to get to a bowl game, but I don't even know if I would expect Mississippi State to reach a bowl game. So just a lot of unknowns, which leaves room for improvement. They could surprise. They could, they could certainly stun a lot of us here. But Mississippi State, you're 15th until we actually see something from this team. I'm excited for the Jeff Libby era. I'm, I'm starting to come around. It's going to be 
If nothing else, you're going to have a fun offense, kind of like a Ole Miss, Tennessee, when they started under Kiffin, under Heupel. That's what that's what we got to hope for. But it's it's going to be a slow build. I really do think. Number fourteen, Arkansas Razorbacks. I've been accused of being an Arkansas homer. I cannot be accused of it anymore. I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here in, in, in Arkansas. I do love the hire of Bobby Petrino. I think he's going to right the ship. Clearly an upgrade over Dan Enos. Travis Williams has got that defense cooking, but we got players hitting the portal like crazy now. So what do we have at Arkansas? Don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Running back room devastated via the transfer portal. Got to fix the offensive line. What do we have at receiver? A lot of unknowns with the Arkansas Razorbacks. And if I'm being quite honest, I'm really just splitting hairs between Arkansas and Mississippi State. I don't think that's a major, you know, there's not much of a gap here between Arkansas and Mississippi State. You're kind of clustered together. And again, we're, we're not using last season. I've already heard that. Well, Mississippi State beat Arkansas last year. Well, I don't care. And and I know that game was in Fayetteville, but that's not what this is. This is for 2024. So Arkansas got you 14. Another team that I'm not feeling too confident about right now, that's South Carolina, number 13, just had another player enter the portal, Pup Howard, who was a freshman, was supposed to be one of the key contributors for the Gamecocks next season. He is in the portal. He was ride-or-die Gamecocks. Now he's ride or die in the transfer portal, and it sounds like he may be sticking in the SEC to the Florida Gators. So what do we have? This year was nothing but uh, Spencer Rattler and Xavier Leggett. I called South Carolina a two-man team. They're both gone. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of South Carolina right now, but it ain't good. And anybody that missed it, check it out. We did a show with Braden Gall today. He said, hell, Beamer's one bad season from being on a hot seat, maybe getting fired. I, I don't know if I'll go quite that far. Michael Riley, he's right there with us. How many bones does Brain, Beamer break this season? <laughs> he's going to break a lot, I think, just based on where I got him. They are going to need a massive progression on the line of scrimmage, both, both sides, if they're going to be competitive in the SEC. Special teams, remember Beamer ball? Special teams was largely... They had a good kicker, but beyond that, I mean, special teams was a disaster, I thought, for South Carolina. Used to be all tricks and funds, no juice wells, as Robert points out here. I don't, we, we got a lot of issues here for South Carolina. That's why I got them 13th. Another team, a lot of hype, not as much substance, though, with number 12, Auburn. The greatest things we could say about Auburn, you pushed Alabama in the Iron Bowl, you pushed Georgia, but hell, you, even you lost those games. So what are we? And we got Hugh Freeze out here saying, hey, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for portal season. I was recruiting. I wasn't ready for the bowl. I was recruiting. Even though there was a dead week, he had a week. What did he do that week during the dead period? He couldn't recruit. Excuses after excuses for Hugh. And suddenly, how did he get that job? Remember, he beat Arkansas as Liberty's coach. That, that seemed like a stunning upset at the time. Well, Arkansas's kind of been trending horribly since that time. All of a sudden, that win doesn't look that good. When he led Liberty to a win over Arkansas, I mean, hell, Arkansas may be firing Sam Pittman soon. So, I don't know. He's recruiting well. We'll give him that. Also, before the Music City Bowl, he said, Peyton Thorne's our guy. He's our quarterback. As soon as the game's over, he said, quarterback's competition's wide open. 
And they just uh, his former quarterback at Liberty, Caden Salter, just entered the portal. Maybe they add him. They they got to do something. If they if they show some signs of life, if they add another quarterback, at least for competition for Peyton Thorne, who was a nice runner, but that's that's about all I could say about him. Uh, Auburn, I I don't know. I I'm left wondering how good of a coach Hugh Freeze is going to be at Auburn. Looks like a hell of a recruiter. If nothing else, poor man's Billy Napier loading the deck for the next coach. <laughs> and speaking of Billy Napier, number 11, Florida Gators. And this is a tough spot to be if you're a Florida fan. I have to, I mean, you you expect to be competing for SEC championships. I don't think they're going to be competing for anything of, of substance as long as Billy Napier's there. They, they've got it. This is year three. You got to take a massive leap. I'm putting Florida above some of these other teams because I have confidence in Graham Mertz. They just signed the five-star quarterback. So the quarterback position should be solid for the Florida Gators, but they're another one getting devastated by the portal. Their defense is, is god-awful. Losing assistants, losing recruits, losing guys to the portal, their star running back. Of course, ETN just went to Georgia. What do we have? We got the nation's toughest conference, which is not necessarily factor into my rankings here, but you could be the 10th, 11th best team in the SEC. You face the toughest schedule. Outside of Vanderbilt, you may have the worst record in the SEC next year. So got to be a big year. Michael Riley's always, he's already looking at to, to the fish era at the Florida Gators. <laughs> I think Kiffin is another one we got to be looking for. Kiffin's going to put all his chips on this next year, try to get that Alabama job, try to get that Florida job. So uh, if nothing else, Maybe that's that's what you're looking forward to if you're a Florida fan. I am your next football coach. Number 10 in the debut power rankings, I got Kentucky. I'm not sure what to make of Kentucky. Ultimate wild card, adding pieces via the transfer portal. Not sold on Brock Vandegriff, but I am sold on Liam Cohen. If he could get the most out of Brock Vandegriff, we may be we may be cooking here in Kentucky. They've added the, the running back from Ohio State. They've added a receiver from North Texas. But all of a sudden, the defensive seems like a problem under Brad White. Now, maybe it was just top competition they faced, but Kentucky's defense was mm, troubling. Oh, Cousin Shane in the comments. Appreciate you, Cousin Shane. Too busy to do the show, not too busy to comment. Here's what Cousin Shane says. I hope Billy had a great Christmas because his new year may be rough. <laughs> well said, Cousin Shane. Can Kentucky develop a quarterback, says Robert? I, I don't think they can. They certainly didn't do it for Leary. And I, I never thought Will Levis got much better. I mean, I, I realize, you know, he's doing, from what I hear, I don't really watch NFL, but I hear he's doing very well. So, hey, more power to him, not holding it against him. But he was better his, his first year than, than he was his second year. Of course, he got hurt and the offensive coordinator changed. But uh, Kentucky has had a, a transfer start every year going back to, I believe, 2015. So they have not taken a high school quarterback and developed him. That, that's one of the biggest indictments of the Mark Stoops era, I would think. Danny says, Shane is busy building his altar to Nico. <laughs> All right, how about number nine, Texas A&M. Now we got quality coaching here. Mike Elko era begins, and I'm, I'm fired up. I, I think Texas A&M, this is where you want to be. Stop with the hype train. Let's build this thing up. I know we lost a lot of talent via the transfer portal, but sometimes 
you lose these guys, and you know there a lot of these guys are more I than team, and that was evident the last couple of years in College Station because they had a hell of a lot more talent than they displayed on the field. I I point to coaching for the the main reason for that, but still, it's some of the players. Yeah, Sandman says Shane is uh, throwing weights around at twenty four hour fit. I I think he is. I think that's the truth. I think he's. I think he's at the gym right now. I know he's uh, he's barely eating. He showed me his dinner. It looked, it was, uh, it, <laughs> it looked like the the meal prep they got down there in Florida. But hey, back to A and M. I mean, I I think the defense will be a lot better under Elko. It was elite when he was there. I love the hire of Colin Klein, the offensive coordinator. Let's not forget they've got Connor Wigman. They bring back Jalen Henderson. They're going to have a a dynamic quarterback one way or another. I think Texas A&M is a team to watch that could be a spoiler in the SEC, kind of building towards 2025. But as long as you beat Texas, it's a good year next season for A&M. And I, I don't, I'm not saying it's unrealistic. They, they host Texas. So I can't wait to see that. Number eight on my list, LSU. Right here, I'm, I, I'm kind of at the, I think LSU is at a crossroads. Obviously losing the Heisman winner. We just had Brian Thomas, outstanding receiver. He's headed to the NFL draft. Malik Neighbors got the LSU all-time record, and then he opted out of the bowl game. I don't know that I've ever seen a player opt out in the middle of a game, but he did. Uh, so he's off to the NFL. And I, this is the one clip I got. Makai Wingo, outstanding defensive lineman. He just declared for the draft today. Here's a shot from after the bowl game. Defensive coordinator Matt House went up to some players, tried to congratulate them for uh, basically winning the football game at the end of it, shut down Wisconsin. Look here, Makai Wingo, the guy that just declared, he didn't even want to look at Matt House. And Matt House you know, puts his arm around him. He won't even look at him. He, yeah, he's, he's really going all out to get Makai Wingo's attention. And, and Makai Wingo, you know, he says, "I'm done with it. I'm I'm moving on." This is a this is a damning, damning clip. I think if I'm LSU and Brian Kelly, the players clearly, at least Makai Wingo, they do not respect their defensive coordinator. And if Brian Kelly's seen this clip, I I can't believe that uh, he still got Matt House employed down here. You, very much. You, you guys dominated the second half. Of the time. Great job. Proud of you. Proud of you. Hey. And if you're just hearing this later on, on Wednesday, if you're just listening to the audio version, I mean, he, he wouldn't look at him and he's standing six inches away from him. And, and he's, I mean, that, that was bad. That was bad. Uh, they got issues at, at LSU on the defense. Um, I mean, he should be long gone, Matt House. He makes like $2 million. He's got the worst damn defense in the SEC with, uh, he's got some elite, he's got some NFL talent on that defense. And if he's back, I made this point again. I, I hate to keep just talking about what I rehashed with Braden on the uh, earlier show, but basically with the losses LSU is going to have on offense, they're not going to, come close to being as good as they were so their only hope of being another 10 win team is the defense taking major strides and can they do that with Matt House we have seen nothing 
that can indicate they will. Now, surely they can't be as god-awful on defense. They will be better. But I'm talking, they're in the 100s in, in every major statistical category. To be another 10-win team, they basically got to be probably top 20 defense in all categories. And that ain't happening. Oh, Shane says, send the link. Okay, maybe we can get Shane in here. He told me he can't come. I, I want to hear Shane's thoughts on this. But, uh, mm. but my point being is, and who knows with all this stuff with Brian Kelly and uh, to Michigan, of course, that'll change. That'll change my rankings in a hurry if they have to change their head coach uh, here in mid-January. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Again, I, I think that's kind of foolishness, but it is fun to talk about. But I don't know. I don't know what LSU is going to be next year, and we're going to find out because if they take a step back, it's going to be a rough year here. So next, number seven, I'm going to Oklahoma. And I, I've seen it from a lot of SEC fans. They think Oklahoma's going to come into this league and they're going to get embarrassed and they won't be able to block. They won't be able to play defense. Brent Venable is going to have a good defense in year three. Trust me. I like Jackson Arnold. Looked shaky earlier in that bowl game. True freshman, five-star quarterback. And then he started heating up. And uh, who was that against Arizona? Arizona was one of the hottest teams in the country. Second half of the season probably should have won that bowl game, but they had six turnovers and it was still like a, uh, I can't remember the final score, but I think it was a one possession game. Anytime you have six turnovers in a game and you barely lose it. I mean, you're a good team. Oklahoma does have a tough schedule. I'll give you that. I'm not saying Oklahoma is going to come in here and dominate, but I, I think they're a hell of a lot better than people are giving them credit for. So I think they're going to come in here and they're going to compete with every team in this league. Now, week in, week out, will they be able to handle it? Probably not. But I think they'll be pretty solid. Uh-oh. And just in time for number six. <laughs> Cousin Shane, what's, what's going, going on? on? Oh, sorry about that, brother. I thought, you, I thought you were not going to make it, but here you are. No, well, I didn't know you were doing an 8 o'clock show, you know? So, oh, uh, gotcha. I, yeah, 7 o'clock was, was going to be – I wasn't going to be able to make that time uh, and barely got here at 8, but uh, I'm here, brother, you know? Have you got to the Vols yet? Are you ne- yet number two? <laughs> huh? Danny says, uh, I was hoping for a treadmill cast or Shane on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I have been eating healthy, man, and and that's part of my uh, boy. It's it's been rough. It's been rough. It's been a rough couple of days. I've sent you some depressing meal pictures, Mike. <laughs> you know, behind the scenes, it is. It, uh, you know, I don't get it. How are these healthy people surviving eating this stuff? You know, yeah. they got to be miserable twenty four seven. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's, it must be a miserable, miserable lifestyle. To but uh, it it is what it is to get into shape. I guess you know what. That's right. I, I'm Googling uh, like hummus and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is hummus? You know, and they're like, you can eat it. <laughs> like, it better taste good. But, Jay, what, what is your thoughts? Sorry to rehash. We'll talk Tennessee in yeah. just a second. But LSU, I sent you that clip earlier. Madhouse, yeah. Makai Wingo wouldn't even look at the damn guy. And, and maybe it's just maybe it's just one player. I don't know. Yeah. But Makai Wingo declares for the draft. He names Drinkowitz. He names uh, – you know, basically every coach has ever worked with, but he doesn't even mention Madhouse. We saw the clip. Won't look at the guy. Madhouse is like trying to get his attention. Can't he? Won't even look at yeah. him. What? What do you make all that? 
Well, you know, I, I try not to make a huge deal out of it because, like you said, it could just be a one-on-one situation here. But, you know, I, I don't know. They, it's It's been a very disgruntled group. You know, they, they've, they've made a lot of, you know, noise. As much praise as LSU's offense has got, the defense has gotten that much more ridiculed, you know, and it's right. And, and, and I would imagine as a player, you take that personal, you're, you, you know, you're a, you're a dude that's going on to the NFL and, and people are pointing at your unit saying that it's, <laughs> that it's the reason that they're not going to a college football playoff. So yeah, I, I, it would not surprise me if there's a little division in that locker room, uh, especially on that defensive side. I mean, you got to remember halfway through the year, they, they brought in help. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying not to overreact, but maybe there needs to be a little house cleaning down there in LSU if uh, Coach Kelly stays around. Right. And speaking of overreacting, Shade, our favorite Oklahoma fan, <laughs> shoelace suitor. Appreciate you. Happy New Year's. He gave us 50 bucks. Man, he must Thank be. Thank you, brother. He must be our richest fan, too, I'll tell you that. So I, I owe him a, a call I'm gonna or text. I'm going to give him reaching out. He's helping us behind the scenes, so yeah, I can't wait for absolutely. that. How about this, Shane? Dustin Vall fan. Shane's losing weight already. I can see it. Congratulations <laughs> this year, Shane. But, uh, yeah, you showed up at the perfect time because that's where I'm going next, number Six on the debut power rankings for 2024. They have Tennessee Vol, Shane. <laughs> They're bringing back everybody seemingly on the offensive line. We just got mm-hmm. great news. Brew McCoy committed to coming. You know, you hate that. You hate, you hate it for any player to get hurt and their college career to come to an end. So for nothing else, it, it'll be great to see him get back on the field, finish it out the way he wants to finish out. But he, he's a tremendous player. For the Tennessee Vols, uh, we've we've seen many people. Shane, I don't know if you've seen these or not, but James Pierce, their outstanding outside linebacker, several people I've seen today have him listed as a future number one pick and the top edge rusher in the 2025 NFL draft. I mean, Tennessee's got some big time players, and of course, yeah. Nico. <laughs> so, thoughts on Tennessee number six. Oh, I, I think it's a little low, but you know that's okay. I like to have somewhere to go, Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, this is very. I mean, it's it's big news. It's picking up momentum here in the off season. We still got we still got some portal time, right, Mike? It's not oh, completely yeah. shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things we got to see a little glimpse of Nico there in the uh, in the Iowa game and. Brother, we all know there were a couple of drops, a couple of miss. You know, I, I'm not going to point out any names, but some bad balls. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that if Nico is going to take that next level, if Tennessee Vols are going to take that next level, they're going to have to have some weapons around around him. And I think you know, Brew is just a is a big piece of that. So that yeah. was a big big get for the Vols. And uh, yeah, brother, it's starting to it's starting to come around at the right time. Right, and, and you know, I mean, the defense again. They get poked fun of all. It, it was, I don't think it was the defense was the issue this year, Shane. It was, yeah, it was offense not stepping up in big time situations. Uh, a lot of people upset Dylan Sampson not getting enough touches. Well, hell, he's your starting running back now, so yeah. he's going to get all the touches he can handle. We'll see how good he really is. Uh, need some receivers to step up, but if they, I mean, if they just can get it 
they don't have to be exactly what they were with Hendon Hooker because that was basically an all-time offense. But if they could step that up, if they continue the defensive progression, there's no reason, Shane, that Tennessee can't be in a playoff mix all season long in a new 12-team format. You know what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you're not, you know, in Alabama or Georgia or so, you know, some of these teams have a little bit more runway if they don't have a quarterback. You know, for you to be a fringe opponent to try to get into that 12-team playoff at the end of the season, you got to have a quarterback, man. And you got to have not just a guy, you got to have a game changer, and that's what Nico can provide for them Tennessee Vols. Right. So now we're into the top 5, Shane. I got them. Texas Log hordes. And this is the territory, Shane. It don't matter where I got you. Unless yep. I don't, if I don't have you number one, you ain't high enough. I mean, we can't put everybody <laughs> number one, but Texas just ran through the Big 12, won the conference yep. here. Well, they didn't completely, uh, Oklahoma beat them. But, uh, you know, big things coming for Texas, Shane. Yep. And, and just because you fell short to Washington, that was an all time performance by their quarterback. I know you fell asleep. You missed half that game, but Washington's quarterback <laughs> was insane. Texas uh, is here to stay, and I think the best is yet to come. Them coming into the SEC, I'd probably have them a little bit higher, but we don't. We still don't know because their season just ended. We don't know the players that are going to go pro. We don't know the the coaching changes that are going to happen. I, I think some of that we don't even know Quinn Ewers if he's going to come back or not. Yeah. All indication is he will, and I expect he will. But um, I don't know. I. Kind of the same thing I said about Oklahoma. I think Texas will be able to compete with any team in this conference, but I do think the week in, week out grind, they'll get they'll get caught by somebody that yeah. you know whether it's a whether it's a you know a Florida, an Auburn, a, a South Carolina. These teams where they probably look down on them, they're gonna find out real quick that in the SEC, short of Vanderbilt, there are no bye weeks in this league. No, absolutely not, and and unlike you know, last power rankings that you've put out, Mike, you got to remember with this new look for the college football playoffs, you end the season in fourth, fifth fashion, you know, there's a good shot that you're competing for a, for a championship still. So yeah, I, I, I don't think Texas fans are tickled pink about being at this five spot, but you know, they're bringing a lot of weapons back that there will be some adjusting when they get into the sec, they will be a team or two, like you said, catch them off guard, but who knows, brother? Crazier things have happened. And I do think that every time they go on the road, I'm, I, I think, I think uh, let's let's bring up the schedule real quick because I'm just talking out my yeah. ass right here. But every, let's look at who they're going to go on the road. Of course, well, Vanderbilt, I guess that's not a good example. But, I mean, Arkan, <laughs> you you look at it right now, Shane. They, they go at Arkansas November 16th. Yeah. And A&M November 3rd. By God, this is an easy-ass schedule. But – Arkansas and A&M, I mean, this is a joke whenever people say this stuff, Shane, yeah. but it's true. That's going to be the damn Super Bowl for the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Texas A&M Aggies. Absolutely. So you think you're going to walk into there and it's not going to be, you know, the toughest environment you face all season. Good luck, brother, because <laughs> the, those are the games I'm talking about where, yes, you, you tell me right now, Texas versus Arkansas, I'm heavily leaning towards Texas. Yeah. Texas versus Texas A&M, I am leaning towards Texas. But injuries happen. You know, some teams get better than, than you right. think they are. Some teams are not as good as you think you are. Those are going to be maybe like toss-up type games. And short of Alabama and Georgia, 
nobody in this league wins all their toss-up games. You know what? No, no, it's it's very tough to do, Mike. And and like you said, I, I think the key is everybody wants a piece of Texas. Everybody right. wants a piece of our or, or uh, well, piece of Arkansas. There's a few of you out there, but a piece of old oh, shit, man. I'm sorry, we're live here. I can't can't fix this one, Oklahoma. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's these games were marquee matchups. When you saw uh, Alabama and Texas, when you saw Tennessee and Oklahoma, you know they they these games got put on a pedestal. So you're going to have kind of that same mentality when they meet up again. So I'm not saying Texas ain't going to give their best, but uh, SEC's been waiting on you too now, right? And I don't know about I don't I don't know how big of a factor this plays, Shane. But what if and just bear with me here? What happens for Arch Manning? <laughs> what if he gets a lot better in the offseason? Quinn Ewers comes back. You know, Ewers is gonna be. I get it. He'll be QB one. What if mm-hmm. Arch Manning outplays him in fall camp? And then they're sitting here saying, "Well, by God, we got us a quarterback competition." That's how you get division in the locker room. That's how you you know people choosing sides. I mean, there's. That's that's the only downside to having a loaded quarterback room is it can, we have seen it many times before it can it can come back and bite you. You know it's kind of funny too if you polled every SEC fan they know who Arch Manning is. They don't know who the starting quarterback for Texas is though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, but the fact that that room has that talent, I mean you know, similar to what I said with Tennessee, coming into this league, that's that's what's going to happen. And, and, and we're going to have squash 23. It's over. We're on to 24 here. Uh, both of those guys are going to take monumental steps forward this, this offseason. Right. Quick little break from the show to remind you guys, we're brought to you by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today and put in that promo code that. S-E-C-T-H-A-T-S-E-C over at MyBookie Online Sportsbook. They're willing to give our audience a $200 exclusive cash bonus today to wager on these bowl games, NFL, NFL playoffs will be right around the corner, college, football, playoffs, all the sports. They got you covered over at MyBookie.ag today. And don't forget, most importantly, that promo code, that S-E-C is the number one way to help support the show this football season, head on over to mybookie.ag today. Put in that promo code, that SEC, all new users get a free $200 cash bonus just for signing up and using that promo code. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Don't forget the Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy Sports, the go to site for Daily Fantasy Sports is none other than Prize Picks. And with that promo code SEC, they are willing to match. Your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. So you could have two hundred bucks in your prize picks account today with that promo code SEC. Help the podcast stay independent. I know football's winding down, but there's still lots of football action to get in on before it all comes to a sad, depressing end. Head on over to Prize Picks, promo code SEC, and that SEC over at mybookie.ag today. We don't ask for much. We just ask, take advantage of these sponsorship opportunities if you can afford to do it. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch 
5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code that. SEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And now, back to the show. As Sandman says, hey, Sark's saying everything's open competition. So that's great. I mean, yeah, that's coach speak, but uh, yeah, well, I'm just telling you, it's a I mean, did you see the media availability? No, they all walked past Queen Ewers to talk to Arch Manning. It's it's, <laughs> it's to another level if it's a Manning. You know what? Yeah, and, and again, sitting on the bench too long. You know, it, people get they're going to create stories, man. We're already talking. I mean, we're talking about it. We're doing power rankings. We're talking about the backup <laughs> quarterback for Texas. You know. <laughs> well, we're, they don't have to. We, again, this was a story at, at number four, Shane, all off season till we got to look at. Brady Cook and how awesome he is. Number four, Missouri Tiger Shane. I bet even the biggest Mizzou fans out there could not have envisioned a scenario in a 16 SEC team that they were a preseason top four, which puts, in my opinion, puts you firmly in the college football playoff. But with everything Mizzou's got coming back, with the additions via the transfer portal, they're bringing back both coordinators. Eli yep. just got a contract extension. It's never been a better time to be a Missouri Tiger. You know what? Yeah, I think you're right, brother. And 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 they're hungry. They're ready and 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 locked in, loaded. You know. So there's a few pieces that they're that they're going to miss. But you know, it's Ole Miss has stole a lot of the storylines with this transfer portal, but. You know, Mizzou's right there with them, man. And, and they're not just going out and get some dudes like they have in the past. They're getting the dudes to fill in the spots that they're missing. So, yeah, Mizzou is going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. And I love the fact that they seemingly hate Oklahoma and Oklahoma hates them. So we've got we've already got natural <laughs> rivalries here. They're playing each other next year. Man, mm-hmm. that, that, that's going to be one hell of a, a game and a, and a series moving forward. How about uh, number three on the list, Shane? The Kane Dynasty, Alabama. <laughs> you fe- you fell short of the the mission, but you did win the SEC. And you know, I don't know if you caught this, Shane, but uh, after the game, Nick Saban said, "Hey, I'm you know I'm not disappointed. This was this team came further from week one to now than any team I've ever got. It's almost like the playoff was just a consolation, and they were just happy to be there." I don't know that I'm too thrilled with Nick Saban having that emotion. No. I, I I get what he's saying. This this team, you know, maybe because people like me saying he lost his fastball to King Dynasty and the fact that they got there, they proved 
so many haters like me wrong. That yeah, that's a credit to them. But at I thought the at Alabama we we judged it by championships. But I I guess I don't I don't know. Shane num, number three in the SEC. It's uh, maybe they're just happy to be number three. You ever watch like one of those Disney movies or something? You know, it's like based off true stories, and then. Like it builds up and then all of a sudden, you know, there's this monumental game or something like that. Then you like look online and you realize they didn't even make the playoffs or, you know, it's like (laughs) they ended at the regular season, like, like Rudy, you know, it's like, it's not like they won a national championship in that movie, but I I just, that's kind of what I feel like when I hear comments like this, like, yeah, it's this, that's good. That'll probably be a Disney movie one day. But when they do the fact check, you you got your ass beat in a college football playoff, okay, coach? You know, this is the biggest, baddest coach. You know, when you think people used to be afraid to ask him questions because he would just – I mean, you know, he just he, – he had that that to him, and he doesn't – he's losing it, brother. And I'm not – I'm not retiring him, and I'm not, I'm not getting on to him, but, you know, uh, but a little bit I am, brother. I don't like comments like this from Coach Saban. Right, and I, I'll give you the perfect example to do exactly what Shane was saying. This is a true story. When we were, we must have been in high school, and we went and saw the uh, Friday Night Lights movie. And yeah. Spoiler alert: It's twenty years old. I, I'm not spoiling it, hopefully for anybody. But at the they they come just short at the very end, and mm-hmm. it, you know it's that's what the whole movie is about, the journey and all that. And then at in the credits it says, the next year. They won the state title and won it all. And Shane said, well, I want to see the movie on that team. I don't want to see it on this, these losers that failed just short. Yeah, seriously. Oh, we don't want to see builds a program. We want to see who wins at this program. Jeez. Hey, Johnny, I appreciate you. 20 bucks. Thank you, Johnny. M-I-Z. Cousin Johnny coming through. Man, we could buy some pizzas if they sold them over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so number two on my list. Shane, finally among the elite. Well, they kind of have been there already, but the old Miss Rebel Shane, Rap how poison. about it? <laughs> yeah, Lane Kiffin responded to the power rankings. That's exactly what he said. Rap poison, but hey, they are all in on 2024. Shane just won 11 games, bringing back so many key contributors and adding so many more stability in the coaching staff. And, uh, hey, I know it's a running joke, Shane, to say, you know, Lane Kiffin, you know, is, is he going to take the Alabama jobs? Is he going to take this job, that job, this mm-hmm. job? I think he might uh, – <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't even say this, Shane. But, I mean, hell, if they make a playoff, they make a national championship or something, you know, this just feels like even he's all in right now on Ole Miss and, and let the chips fall where they may because we all know – that Alabama job's coming open pretty soon. <laughs> Florida could be coming open. I'm just saying, but uh, I I don't know. It, it just feels like they're all 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 in on 2024, and they better not come up short because people like me hyping them up. I mean this yeah. this is no longer a playoff contender. This is a national championship contender, in my opinion. What what do we what do you say? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. But again, this is. What we've said a couple times since the uh, bring your popcorn statement, you know, it's like Nick Saban or uh, Lane Kiffin, you know, he said the right things. He's doing the right things. But then when the lights come on, they don't come away a victor until this bowl game. I I really do think that this bowl game was was a kind of a preview to what can come here out of Ole Miss. And and Ole Miss – 
man, they've they've been lighting it up in the transfer portal. They've been lighting it up on the recruiting trail. They're making this to be the last dance. I I, I you know, I don't know what's beyond twenty four, but I don't think that is even a, a discussion right now. It's all focused on this upcoming season and the and the greatness that Lane Kiffin expects to bring down to Oxford there. Right. Well, let me ask you this, though, Shane. So, you know, I'm not alone. I, I, I probably am one of the few that's saying Ole Miss right now better than Alabama. But, um, you know, will, will all this attention on Ole Miss, all this hype, maybe that fuels Alabama because they, they love to be the, the team that is overlooked, that, hey, Ole Miss, Georgia, all – I mean, I think that – I think that's a big reason why they beat Georgia in the SEC mm-hmm. championship because – for three months, they had to hear about how Georgia is untouchable and no chance in hell they'd beat Georgia. Well, I mean, they went out there and did it. And, and I realize, you know, right now is a bad time to be judging Jalen Milrow. I see the comments. People think he's awful. My God, Shane, he finished fifth in the Heisman voting. I mean, he had some – he was a difference maker against Georgia. He outplayed Jaden Daniels, who won the Heisman Trophy in that matchup. If Jalen Milrow can eliminate – some of the mistakes, and, and not that he's crazy mistake prone, but if he just gets better, and if the offensive line gets better for Alabama, uh, I, I mean, I'm not right now just because you're number three. It's just it feels weird to see Alabama number three, but they're gonna be right in the thick of it too, don't you think? Well, I, there's been several years that we've talked about Alabama kind of slipping, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they they win a national championship. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I you know prior to this college football playoff game against Michigan it's it's like we we kept kind of pointing to like well wait till next year you know and you don't usually hear that for Alabama because a lot of guys go on to the NFL and do great things but you know they didn't have a lot of kids leave in the portal like usual that they've got a lot of youth on that roster and now they're they're you know looking at the the films that I'm watching like how how can you as a Bama fan or a Texas fan get online today? You know because they are just ripping you apart, and this is the rap. I won't want to call it rap points. This is the ammunition that you want that locker room to have because they were young and they were dumb at times, but now they can they got a common goal, and and yeah, Alabama could absolutely be scary next year. Right. Do you have so, their Do you have their schedule? Yeah, I'll throw it up here. Alabama, it's a doozy, Shane. Right here, again. Uh, you know, Western Kentucky right out the gates, South Florida both at home, and then at Wisconsin, Georgia at home, Vandy on the road, even though that's, that truly that'll be a home game, South South Carolina at home, at Tennessee, Mizzou at home, at LSU, Mercer for an extra bye week, Oklahoma and at, on the road, and then Auburn at home. So this is one of the tougher schedules Alabama's faced in a long time, I think. Tougher, yeah, but other than Georgia, and mm-hmm. is there is there one game that they're in? Like, I know it's early. We don't even know the rosters yet, but do you think there's one game on there besides Georgia where they're an underdog? Mm. No. <laughs> no. Know? But even even the Georgia game's at home, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it, but this is I do. Pretty- I would say, Shane, at Tennessee, Mizzou, at LSU, at Oklahoma, all those are losable. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. But you're right; they're gonna be favor. They're probably favoring every damn game. And now, if that Georgia game was in Athens, I would I would favor Georgia. But 
I think they will be favored at home slightly. Let me, maybe yeah. maybe by a field goal. Yeah, I may not drink any beer this year, Mike, but, you know, <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> you know, I sent that, that New Year's thing out, and and I appreciate all the positivity, but I, maybe I should use my words a little wiser. I, I, I am not quitting drinking. <laughs> that was not my New Year's resolution. It was to cut some LBs. That, that was it. Uh, so other other than that, no, the, the Coors Light's still going to be rolling. And the, and oh, the, see, I thought sorry. you I thought you were trying to say Shane that uh, you know to a to a year of less drinking. But the joke was you were already drinking while you said that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was three sheets in the wind, man, when I sent that out, and I thought it was funny. And I got up the next day, and it was like all these people praying for me, which I appreciate. But uh, I, I am not going to. I'm not quitting drinking, man. I mean. Uh, I love cold beer too much to do that right now. There's so, other things I could cut out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sugar is one of them. You know, uh, I'm right there with you on that one. All right. So, hey, the one team we didn't hit on Georgia, of course. So they're by number one right now in the 2024 power rankings. Carson Beck coming back. This feels like a team that Brock Bowers just declared. Lad McConkey has declared. Uh, both mm-hmm. their running backs have declared, but they did. They've added ETN. Uh, Amarius Mims is there. They've, they've had a lot of declarations, Shane, but they signed another top class. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like Georgia's going to be absolutely fine. And the fact that they didn't get it done is going to fuel them. And, and Carson Beck, you know, he passed virtually every test he had. I, I would argue that he came up short in the, in the biggest moment in the SEC championship, but I think that's why he's coming back. So you get a quarterback that has proven a lot that can that we know can win in this league, and now he's got a chip on his shoulder to prove that he can take the dogs over the top. Uh, I I don't see how you have anyone other than Georgia number one. Would you agree with that? No, I, I I'm right there with you, man. And I mean, I I think the line's a little closer this year than it has been in the past. So I, I don't think they've are just monumental distance between you know these some of these other programs, but. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just kind of weird. This coming into twenty four, like you just referenced Friday Night Lights, you know, about how great that movie was. But then the next season, they went on to win a championship. So that that was the ammunition they need. And, and you're looking at Alabama with that, you know, embarrassing loss in in the college football playoff. Texas just coming up short in the college football playoffs. Georgia getting left out of the playoffs. You know, Ole Miss loading up. Missouri on the outside. It's like all these narratives and storylines coming into this following season. It's 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 going to be a race, brother. It's going to be a damn race every Saturday. I mean, you. I don't know how you're going to get any work done in the fall next year, Mike. I don't know. There better not be one damn wedding, no pumpkin patch, nothing. We ain't leaving the couch. All right, one, one last thing before we hop off, Shay, just because you missed the, the the front of it. I'm, I'm going to go down yeah. these power rankings one more time. At uh, uh, Vanderbilt 16th, you agree with that? Agreed. Mississippi State number 15, thoughts on that? Yeah, a lot of – I mean, a lot of question marks, so I can, I can get behind that. Right. Uh, Arkansas, I got them 14th. I saw this one. This is the hottest one. And mostly Arkansas fans saying, I think he got us a little too high. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we're in a good spot there. All right, how about South Carolina 13? Ooh. Hmm. Ah, okay, I'll go with that. I'll, a little 
Now, maybe yeah. if their quarterback's awesome, we move them up. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I like I like goggles. So I, I, I'm I'm a little more into that camp, but we'll see. We'll get there. And then number 12, I got Auburn. Kind of same deal. Lack yeah. of quarterbacks really killing them, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I would – this is the ones – maybe I'd switch around here because quarterback, coaching comments, I just don't feel good about the Auburn situation right now and uh, other than the recruiting side of it. Right. Number 11, I got Florida. I'm not factoring in schedule here, so yeah, it's going to be difficult with the schedule they have. Um, I, I think – I think they're better than people give them credit for, but I, I don't know that the final record will reflect it due to the schedule. Yeah, and I think if anybody's not familiar with power rankings, this is the first thing they may flag because, like you said, this is neutral field. It has nothing to do with the schedule. Uh, this isn't, you know, your top 25 or anything. But, yeah, I I may have Florida a little lower too, brother. I, I I'm That's one of the teams I may move down just a little bit. Right. And Kentucky, I honestly I don't I don't know where in the hell to put them, Shane. So I'm kind of putting them right in the middle here uh, until we see what they got in Brock Vandergriff. Yeah. Uh the defense has taken a little bit of a step back uncharacteristically. Are any complaints with Kentucky at ten? No, and you know, we got burnt last year thinking Kentucky's, you know, transfer portal uh, success was going to, you know, help them out more than it did. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit more of a wait-and-see approach. But I do like what they've added, and this is a team I could see moving up your list. And then I got A&M 9. Again, mm-hmm. that, a lot of new newness there, so it's it's kind of hard to gauge them. But I think Elko will make an instant impact. Thoughts on, on A&M at 9? Yeah, the dust has not completely settled down there. So, again, this one's really early. This one can move – quickly up or down this list and then lsu eight again that's another one i think they're they're at a crossroads shane a lot this could be a very very interesting year for brian kelly i think yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting (laughs) couple weeks here man you know what i'm saying like you you can't afford to take a day off twitter if you're an lsu fan (laughs) so uh, and then i got oklahoma seven again that's another tough one to judge but i think they're gonna be better that a lot of SEC homers are giving them credit. Would you agree with me, or yeah. you put them, you're knocking them down? No, I, I, I think they're in a good spot right here, brother. Uh, again, Oklahoma is a team that a lot of this league, I hate to say it, boys, welcome to welcome to SEC, but they don't respect you as much <laughs> as your brother down there. So uh, th- this is a team that's also going to have a lot to prove this season. So and, and, and they can. You know what I'm saying? This is early – off-season power rankings, brother. We may be three weeks, four weeks in and say, damn, Oklahoma's a college football playoff contender because they have the talent. And then, so you were here for the rest of it, Shane. Tennessee, yeah. six, Texas, five, Mizzou, four, Alabama, three, Ole Miss, two, Georgia, one. Mm-hmm. Any of those that you feel strongly disagree with or anything? Uh, probably Tennessee. You know, I'm surprised <laughs> with Nico's emergence. You don't have him at two. But no, I, I think this is this is a good spot. Uh, the only thing that you're going to see argument, I would think, is that two and three spot flipping around. Maybe even Texas moving up. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think you kind of nailed this list, Mike. And uh, it's a tough list to nail because you, there's one happy person and there's you know 13, 16. Oh shit! Now we how many how many teams 16, we got now? Yeah, I'm not good with math. <laughs> Ran out of fingers here. Fifteen of them are pissed off. <laughs> Well, maybe my favorite thing about this whole thing, Shane, again, I, I get it. We respect Georgia and all that, but I think 
anybody can make the case that, uh, you know, maybe there's not a giant gap anymore between Georgia and, and some of these teams at the top like there has been in recent seasons. And I think, to your point, two to six, any of those fan bases can make an argument for it. And then mm-hmm. when I'm looking at seven, eight, nine, you could convince easily talk me into any of those making a jump up a jump down and I, I would even say Kentucky throw them into the mix so there there's yeah. just there's a reasons to be optimistic for damn near any of these and, and even some of these teams at the bottom they're only at the bottom because they got they they have questions that I don't that no one's got answers to yeah. but if they find those answers they're going to surprise the hell out of it. And I'm talking Florida, Auburn, South Carolina, Arkansas, Mississippi State. If they, you know, if they if they have a star quarterback that we have not seen, yeah. all of a sudden they elevate. You know, a coordinator gets hot. So many different things that can elevate a lot of these football teams. There, there's a ton of optimism going around the SEC in 2024. And I can't wait for them to take up half the 12 team playoff. You know what? Yeah, me either. Me either. And that way of one or two of them fumble, we'll have three or four that could pick up their slack, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, man, if it was, if we had it now, could you imagine Ole Miss still in the mix or Mizzou still in the mix or Georgia in the mix? I mean, we, I, I just think if you moved Michigan and Washington into this conference, at the end of the year, there, neither one of those teams are playing for an SEC championship. I just don't, I really don't think it happens, but – it is what it is, so now we got a game prep for a shitty game nobody wants to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfectly down way to go out on the show, Shane. <laughs> I appreciate you for showing up, even though it was late. You got anything before we hop off the line? Yeah, you guys are going to have to get over it. I'm going to be miserable for a few days, you know, until this equals out. You know, I'm just drinking water, coffee, and, you know, no sugar. Life sucks. Constant <laughs> headache for the next couple of days. You football know sending, you know, it just gets worse. So, no, uh, no, I, I'm telling you, there's a lot of, lot of good things coming down the pipe here too so uh and this show being one of them so be sure to tune in uh we will keep you updated with all the good stuff happening around the league good or bad uh that's what we promise to do at that sec podcast absolutely well i appreciate you brother appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out especially those lot on the live show here that means absolutely. a lot uh but hey that's gonna do it for this episode we'll catch you on the next one all right see you guys go balls Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.